Victory Monday at the time of recording. Uh, Victory Tuesday by the time everyone's going to be listening to us. Um, A surprising game this past Sunday on the lakefront of Chicago. The Bears somehow found a way to beat the 49ers 19-10 in week one. Um, And I don't want to brag or anything. And I said it's probably going to (laughs) look stupid, but I remember predicting that the Bears were going to kind of surprise some people week one. And so that's going to... Quick brag, I haven't been able to do that a lot on the podcast, especially with the White Sox prediction I had. So we're just going to take the take the Bears prediction, and we're going to run with it, and we are really going to enjoy a week one victory when everybody counted us out, Tyler. Hey, absolutely. I will take the Bears proving me wrong all day. I'm all good with that. <laughs> you know, I just yep. – I'm such a pessimistic Chicago sports fan. I've always been. But, man, the Bears came out. Uh, well, the first half they came out, they didn't play very well. They, they kind of leaned into my prediction a little bit. But the second half, they turned things up. Uh, obviously, uh, halftime adjustments changed the game. And we'll talk about it a little later. But I am. Uh, they made me eat my words, Jimmy. <laughs> they, yeah. they, they really kicked me in the teeth. They kicked the Niners in the teeth. And they, yeah, they show what it meant to have some heart and have some grit and uh, grind out a win. I'm impressed. Absolutely. Now, before we get into talking about the game, this was kind of <laughs> – I, I wasn't able to watch the beginning of this past game. I've now gone back and rewatched it, but I was following it on Twitter pregame. You know, you're week one, you're excited, and everything that I Bears-related was just solely about the Soldier Field playing conditions. Oh. Now, I I know that they resided the grass. They're using Bermuda now instead of whatever they were turfy they were using before. But And we haven't talked about this in the podcast, but to me, before we even talk game, it was such a ringing endorsement to move out of Soldier Field. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we agree with that, Tyler, but after watching that game, so many people who are still in favor of the Bears staying in Chicago instead of moving to Arlington Heights, I really don't see why. Like, this is a team that, like, kind of needs to have a dome, not even just for football reasons, but for all reasons. Absolutely. I, I don't know how you can watch that game and have any pride and like, yeah, that's our field. Like, come on, have a little pride here. <laughs> like, I mean, my goodness, it's the worst field in the NFL in terms of like turf wise. I'm glad I'm glad they changed the grass, actually. I think that's a big move. I remember yeah. listening to sports radio sports radio earlier this week and they're talking about how like they've been pushing to get that done for like years and like i think Eberflus finally kind of like pressured to push be like hey let's really? get this done yeah i heard that like he's like let's change the bermuda let's like let's change this field and actually got done uh which is cool but that being said man that field looked terrible like we saw cairo kicking in it uh, missing those two extra points i don't i don't put any blame on cairo for that like who can kick oh. in a puddle like oh my goodness that's I, uh, yeah, I was embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, was embarrassed I mean, it was, and to be honest, the, the resodding and the, you know, putting that new type of grass in, I can't imagine what it would have been like if they left the old turf in there. I mean, it literally would have been a mud, it was already a slip and slide. Oh, it would have been a mud pit, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, that's besides the point, whether it played into the bears advantage or whoever's advantage, it doesn't really matter. Cause the bears were able to squeak out a victory. Both teams had to play on it. So we're going to get into a little bit of the, the details. Tyler, when the. Out, like, you know, you're really excited. Your hopes up. It's a new season. Not that we have super high expectations, but I was getting at least the first, maybe the entire first half. Like just there wasn't the offense was kind of sputtering. The defense was hanging in there, but it's, you know, they, they weren't making like 
the crazy big play. They did force a, a turnover at one point, but they just kind of kept them in the game, but it did not look good for it. Almost had, dare I say, like a little bit of a last year vibe as far as the offense goes. But I don't know if you felt that way, but just watching kind of the the way that the plays were kind of being called, like it didn't yep. seem reminiscent of what the preseason looked like. So it was a little disappointing at the start, at least. Absolutely. I I agreed that it had reminiscent of last year vibes and just past era vibes um, the first half. And it's kind of what I expected uh, as a pessimistic Bears fan. Like, oh, yep, this is yep. this is about right. Like Justin Fields only throwing for 17 yards in the first half. Dave Montgomery <laughs> only rushing for what he had, eight rushes for like, I don't even know, 15 yards in the first half. It's just something terrible like that. And uh, I I thought, OK, here comes my prediction. It's coming through 10-0 Niners. Like that's not as big a gap as I thought it would be, but it's still a a decent gap and the bears still scored zero points, barely crossed half field, you know? Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I didn't have any encouragement in that first half, but here's the big thing. And I, and I know you're going to point out a little bit is we actually have a coaching staff this year oh, and yeah. we have, we have a structure and a regime that knows what they're doing and knows how to be like, and knows how to not be so stubborn and be like, you know what, this isn't working. Let's try something else. Or, Hey, we're getting caught on this let's try to cover that, you know, instead, yeah. instead of being so stubborn. So I was encouraged as I'm sure you're going to go over, but like I was encouraged to see that coaching regime actually take over and evaluate what's going on and making that adjustment in the game. So I, you can talk on that, Jimmy, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it was just such a, a breath of fresh air to actually see changes being made in real time. Like it was just, I, I always think about, you know, halftime reports and, you know, I think back to last year's game. But uh, seven or ten points of the game in Green Bay, and they're that nagging. He's like, "Oh, I'm having so much fun right now." And then the Bears eventually lost that game by (laughs) two touchdowns or whatever it was. Like to have this new regime kind of take over and to be able to make the in-game adjustments as far as you know, getting Fields moving out of the pocket, scheming the guys open, having the O-line you know take their assignments, and and apparently you know based on all available statistics, the Bears' offensive line had one of the best you know, win rates in the entire league this past in, in week one, you know? So, I mean, it's like a whole new world to just be able to see, you know, them realize what's working, realize what it's going to, what's not working and then realize what it's going to take to get the things, you know, to scheme the 49ers best players in and out of the game. Like it, it was just super cool to see. And like, it really does make you excited for what the rest of the year is going to look like, because I mean, week one, you're still figuring a lot of stuff out about what the team is you know, yep. what guys can do what and, you know, we're one and oh, one, one W's in the bag. So I'm actually <laughs> really excited to see what Eberflus, as he continues to kind of cultivate this roster, like what him and his staff is able are able to do, to be honest. Yeah. And I was, I was encouraged to see what they did um, with the offensive line. You kind of hit on it a little bit, but like they kind of played it close to the vest all week where people were kind of freaking out. Oh, is Lucas Patrick going to be able to snap the ball? Cause he's got a broken finger right now. And he was talking about how like, it's kind of a struggle to snap the ball, but he's still going to try it. And then he came into the game and Eberflus mentioned after the game, that this is, this was the plan the whole time. He just right. wrote to Lucas Patrick and Tevin Jenkins over at right guard and started muster for a center, which I'm not like the biggest muster fan, but he did a great job. I think he did a decent job. Yeah. Um, so, and he, he was, I thought he was solid for this last year too. There was all the same muster for hate. It was kind of weird on bears Twitter, like on the off season, like all oh, this guy sucks. I, I thought he was pretty decent. He's a decent center. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy that he's on the roster. So the fact that they played that close to the vest, started him at center and they said, you know what? Lucas Patrick isn't healthy enough to snap the ball, especially in these conditions right now. Let's rotate him in with Tevin Jenkins. I kind of like the rotations that they had going. So yeah, uh, 
Yeah. So one of the things that I was mostly encouraged by, especially coming. So, well, I guess first I should preface with, you know, bears are down seven and then, um, you know, they, they let the 49ers score on the, in the first drive of the second half. You're thinking that this is probably, you know, game's probably going to be over here pretty soon. Like this doesn't seem like bears have a lot going. Doesn't seem like bears will come back, come back. It looked to me like, um, Justin Fields, like I tweeted about this today that he is reading his progressions so much quicker than he has been, Mm -hmm. than he had been last year. Um, and it just seemed like on the two touchdown passes that he was able to throw, one of them, you know, specifically the one um, to Pettis, the first the first touchdown of the game, there are not a lot of quarterbacks, I'm not afraid to say it either, not a lot of quarterbacks in the league that can make a play like that where they feel feel pressure coming from the blind side, roll out of the pocket, and extend the play with their legs to be able to let, get guys, you know, lose guys in coverage and, you know, get the ball to the open man. And Pettis was as wide open as you can possibly be. Yep. That was a really good sign. Uh, find from Justin Fields and a lot of credit for that play because you know if we're getting if that's what we're getting out of Justin Fields like we're going to be in pretty good shape absolutely yeah no I I was impressed with Justin Fields especially the second half I know you talked about it a little bit but like yeah that first half wasn't impressed is crappy conditions but like you just didn't get didn't get a lot of good looks didn't get a lot of good opportunities but to come out the second half didn't let his confidence wane and to make plays like that that were Patrick Mahomes-esque it was Super encouraging. Um, I they were talking even on. I was listening to sports sports radio today. They were talking about two kind of Patrick uh, Mahomes like uh, esque plays that came in. Yeah. That, that were right in a row. It was that one where it was a big scramble. I think he ran ran for a few yards, and then the next scramble where he rolled out like you just described and crossed the pass field to Dante Pettis. So I was uh, I'm super impressed with Justin Fields. Encouraged. I'm not going to go. Full on hype mode. I'm not going to do that yet, but I'm right. very. I'm getting. I'm getting close to that level where I'm excited to see a talented quarterback, um, other than Jay Cutler, uh, <laughs> like you know, in the last in the last 10, 15 years, um, for the Bears. So we'll see. I see. I see a bright future ahead, at least for for this year. So I'm excited. Yeah, it 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 kind of felt to me, and this is definitely a, a take that's probably going to be a little bit too early, but it, it feels like after week one that the foundation and the culture that Iberflus and Ryan Poles were kind of getting after is kind of all there was a, you know, we talked a little bit before we hopped onto the podcast about how, you know, sports, sports media on a national level. And even in, a lot of times in the Chicago market, they are very, very hard on the bears and very hard on Justin Fields. And you're saying, Oh, Fields should request a trade. And you know, the bears are going to go Oh, and 16 and, but, or Oh, and 17, I guess, whatever it would be now. But, um, you know, and then you see the video after the game and Justin Fields is, you know, taking leadership role and he's given loose and ball. It's not something that I, I don't know how the, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how the, the national headlines have gotten to the point where Justin Fields is in such a terrible position. He seems to love the group and he seems to love the city and, you know, dividends and, and props to him because he really did help out. And, you know, help pull out the week one victory. 
Yeah, there's if there's one thing I've learned about the national media just this one year is that they blow stuff way out of proportion. And I probably should have realized this earlier. Like, <laughs> you're just talking, uh, you know, over on the national media, there's some certain analysts saying, oh, yeah, you know, Justin Fields, he's he's got to demand a trade. He's got to he's got to get out of Chicago. They got him in a horrible, horrible situation. He's probably, he hates it there. And look at him now. Like you said, he just handed the game ball to his new head coach and his new GM. He's loving Chicago. I think about – um, I think about just this past year, this past off season, and I'm going to change gears just a little bit, NBA yeah. free agency, uh, and people talking about Zach Levine. Oh, he's going to the Spurs. Oh, the Lakers are going to go get him. Oh, like he's he's got to get out of Chicago, yada, yada, yada. Like, And he, he's, he resigned, no problem necessary. <laughs> so yeah. that's, just, that, that's just a side note of like, I feel like the national media blows up so much out of proportion, and I would love to kind of research more headlines and see what else have they like, you know, blown up. That's really not that big of a deal, but yeah. uh, no, I mean, Justin Fields, he loves in Chicago and trust me right now, Chicago loves him. And you oh. know what? We'll, we'll, we'll love him even more if uh, we could do, if he could do some even more magic, maybe uh, next week against the hated rival Green Bay Packers. <laughs> well, that's <what> we're... <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. even coming out of week, like I think people do need to realize that as you know, we're very happy with the progression that Justin Fields has thrown has shown even just through training camp this off season and after week one of the regular season. But, um, you know, uh, there's still going to be some, some growing pains, um, with a year two quarterback, like they are by no means a finished product. So, I mean, it's okay to take into account, you know, he did throw a bad interception looking for trying to force the ball ball to Darnell Mooney, um, when he was, tripled a quadruple coverage if you can even call it so yep. i mean i think it's okay to realize that but you know after the game like he says justin fields does that you know he threw a bad interception and you know here are some other things that needs to clean up so i mean he's he's doing the right things he's saying the right things and it's okay to you know he doesn't have to be a, a superstar yet if you know we're hoping that he eventually gets there but i mean he's taking accountability and you mm-hmm. know we know that there's going to be some moments throughout the season where you know, a lot of Bears fans on Twitter will be like, oh, he's not the answer. You know, Ohio State quarterbacks, they never they never get it done in the NFL. But, I mean, it, two things can be true at one time, that we think he's going to be super a super great player. Mm-hmm. And there are still going to be some rough times in year two, as we predicted uh, before the season started. So, um, Absolutely. I, I just like everything that I've seen, everything that I've heard from him uh, coming out of week one. So. Yeah, and if he wants to try to force it into triple coverage, Darnell Mooney, I'm fine with that because he's my flex on my fantasy spot. So I'm cool <laughs> if he wants to force it into him. But, no, I, in all seriousness, I agree that there's there's going to be growing pain still because it's a second-year quarterback. He's in a brand-new system, um, and it's, it's hard for a quarterback, you know, to kind of learn – He's been in this. He's learning this whole new system after his first year, where he was in a where like so like he was coming out of college, learned a whole new system that was Matt Nagy system, crap system, but he learned it, and then he got <laughs> thrown into this new system with Lou Getze, and it's something new, something fresh, but like he's got to get his legs under him and get used to the progressions of that still. So um, it'll take time. There's gonna be growing pains, and but I do agree, especially that tweet you sent out of that touchdown to St. Brown, like him reading yeah. through his progressions, one, two, three, bang, like he hit he hit the one that was open. I thought that was sweet that was awesome and that was reminiscent of a professional franchise quarterback but kind of like hitting on that point of like growing pains the bears overall even though they came back and scored 1900 answer points it was awesome it was fun i mean they still like uh 
in terms of like offense wise, he still didn't play like phenomenal, especially if you compare the first half game. So like the first half, like yards total, like the Niners did outpace the Bears in yards uh, by like I think 130 yards. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, in terms of rushing yards, they got outpaced by like you know, they had 99 yards rushing on the ground, which isn't the best compared to the rushing of San Francisco, 176 yards. So they still kind of got outpaced on the yards. They still got some stuff to clean up and some stuff to progress. But the fact that they were able to lose both the passing yards and the rushing yards game and all the and the first downs uh, progression, the Niners uh, out first downed us. You know what really won us that game? One of, one of the things that factors that really won us that game, Jimmy, I think was the fact that the Bears were so poised. I think that's the biggest difference oh, I saw yeah. this year. They were so poised on um, on the offensive line, the defensive line. They didn't jump. They were they were actually coached, <laughs> yeah. and they actually they actually practiced being disciplined. It was crazy. I'm looking at the stats right now. The nine the Niners had 12 penalties for 99 yards total. The Bears had three penalties for 24 yards. When's the last time we saw a box score like that in the Nagy era, oh, where never. where it was so chillax? Oh yeah, players first. We don't need to work on that. Guys will clean it up. Like no. You got. You have to make an effort to go clean it up, and I think Ibrahim set the standard in the preseason and in training camp. I think that's a that that's a huge plus on the new coaching staff, and a huge plus on the players for buying in. I'm super impressed with that um, factor and aspect in the game. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely make the argument, and it's probably the correct argument that that coaching won the game for the Bears. Like, obviously, the players performed; they got the right guys in the courtesy of the coaching. But like, like you said. The disciplined football team, you know, that we watched yesterday is so much it, – it's an opposite team that we're used to seeing. And, no, I mean, you look at the 49ers, right? You know, Shanahan's a great coach. They have lots of weapons. They're an experienced team, you know, aside from Trey Lance. But we're not really worried about him committing penalties or anything like that. So, it was just – it was very impressive to see that, like, this, you know, Bears head coaching debut was able to go against a team like, you know, the Shanahan led 49ers and, you know, pretty much out coach him and credit to Luke Getze for, you know, opening up the look a little bit more in the second half as well. And, you mm-hmm. know, all, all, all other members of the staff, because, I mean, like you said, when you're when you're winning the penalty battle, basically by three quarters of a football field like that makes it that pays huge dividends at the end of the game. So, I mean, credit where it's due that the coaching in just a short amount of time has really instilled uh, a professional demeanor amongst, most importantly, a very young Bears team. Absolutely. And speaking of young Bears team, um, some rookies that stood out to us this time around. Um, I'll hit on the first one. Um, I know uh, – sorry, we just talked about him before the podcast. First name, uh, Dominique Robinson, correct? Yes. Yes, that was him, a fifth rounder, former wide receiver, converted defensive end. Man, that man impressed me uh, this time around. He had one and a half sacks, I believe seven total tackles uh, for a fifth rounder that was project- that's projected to be some type of project, uh, not ready for NFL. And to come out like that in the first game and prove himself to be, you know what, I'm an NFL-ready player, I was very impressed uh, with what he showed. Uh, that's yep. I think that was the main rookie standout for me, and the fact, and we got to give credit where credit is due to Ryan Poles again, and we're giving a lot of credit today, and I think that's a good thing because you know oh, Bears finally. don't get a lot of credit, <laughs> but <laughs> um, give credit to Ryan Poles for finding that type of gem in the fifth round and finding all these gems. Um, I was even if you think through like Jaquan Brisker, and you can talk about it a little bit if you want, but Jaquan Brisker, Kyler Gordon, uh, Dominic Robinson, um, Velas Jones Jr., who wasn't even. 
Uh, he wasn't healthy, but like he's going to be a starter for us. And you got yep. Braxton Jones. That's five rookies that you have starting on your football team, and you didn't have a first round pick. That's yeah. a crazy thing to think about. So, my good for Ryan Poles for going out there, doing his scouting, getting getting ready for that draft, and pulling out five rookies that are going to be key contributors this year. I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't pick out Dominique Robinson as like a key contributor. Like I thought, oh, you know, that's a project. Let's see what he can do. And I'm I'm impressed after his first game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm really happy to see Dominic Robinson playing well because, by all available accounts, he was one of the standouts um, throughout many camps, throughout training camps, mm-hmm. and you know, into the pre- like he was off the ball really quickly. He was always pressuring the quarterback. Like, very impressive stats in the preseason. Um, you know, he comes into this game, he has one and a half sacks. Like, he's you know getting the pressure. You know, he's breaking the line, creating quarterback pressures, and you know, he was kind of our not like dark horse, but he was one of the guys that we were uh, you know keeping our eye on because he you know it, it's 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 rare to see a defensive end be that athletic and like you said like converted wide receiver like so we're we're kind of getting out of him things that we weren't expecting which is really really cool to see yeah. now to your credit um or to your point i should say kind of about you know the defense and the coaching and the young team like this is a team that i see playing very very hard and a team that could have like I could see a team I wouldn't want to but I could see a Bears team in the past they're playing in a terrible in terrible weather there's puddles you know you take one step and you're on a splash pad I mean you're down 10-0 it's a miserable day I could see Nagy's Nagy's Bears team that team quits a lot of guys even quit on yep. that team you know and before the season's even started but regardless of the point this is a team that that sprints to the football they're hard-nosed tacklers like they are just doing we're not accustomed to seeing and I that was that was probably the main thing uh, you know credit to the coaches credit to the defense like they're they're quick to the ball they're hard hitters like that is something that is very encouraging and you know again that falls back to them to the basic and the mindset that Iberflus brings over as a defensive guy to be able to help this young defense and to be honest I think it's okay to say that the defense won you know, I, I know I already said coaching won the Bears the game, but the offense, I think you can say the defense because there were a couple yeah. times where the, the 49ers were driving that, mm-hmm. you know, the Bears held, they had, you know, first, second and goal from the two or three, four yard, whatever it was that the Bears were able to put a stop to them. And they, you know, they got a tackle back that just can, you know, the held the 49ers to a field, I believe, at that point to make it 10 0. Like, if that game's 14 0, we're probably talking about a whole nother ball game. So, Absolutely. I got to give a lot of credit uh, again to just the way that the defense plays ball and fast. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, heard, I heard people saying, you know, we're back into the Lovey Smith era type mentality of, yeah. you know, let's go out there and let's play hard, aggressive, hard nosed, wrap, wrap your arms around, around the guy. Force a peanut punch. I saw I saw Jaquan Prisker. You know, like force a peanut peanut punch for a fumble. Uh, turnover with Eddie Jackson. Like that type of mentality of forcing turnovers, getting to the quarterback, and really, yeah, really forcing the de- really forcing the offense to do stuff that they don't want to do. I think it was it was really cool to watch. Um, just a Bears team that felt, it just felt like a new energy on the defensive That's side of the ball. Perfect. And yeah, the perfect word to describe it is energy. And mm-hmm. uh, Eddie Jackson himself, like he seemed like he was playing with a lot more energy, and I. Weird thing that Chicago fans have and Bears fans have with Eddie Jackson because he came out his first year, first couple of years, I should say, and he was yeah. just like a stud. He was one of the best in the league at his position. And then over the past couple of years, it's like 
he's just taken a little bit of a dive. And yep. pretty much every statistical category, it doesn't seem like quarterbacks are necessarily afraid of throwing his in, in his general direction as they used to be when he was really a ball hawk and making, you know, having however many interceptions a season. But if we can get the, uh, the Eddie Jackson back from, you know, 2018, 29, like that era, and we can supplant him in this defense now, like that is a, that is a game changer for the bears. Like he oh, can yeah. be such a great fit on this defense and also a mentor mentor to these young guys coming up. Like that is, it's kind of intangible. What he, would he be able to bring to the team? 100%. Yeah. I mean, they need his veteran type presence on this team, that energy and that, that Eddie Jackson of old for sure. Cause I agree. We were all in love with Eddie Jackson in 2018. Like we thought, Oh my goodness, sign this guy to a huge contract. And then he just kind of fell off a cliff out of nowhere. I don't know if that's because of himself. I don't know if that's because of Nagy. I don't, I, I really don't know where to blame it on, but he's rejuvenated and re-energized and that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it's now, great to hear. Now, one thing that I'm curious about to see if you're actually concerned about it or, not um is the special teams like we last year we were super used to Cairo Santos you know being you know the go-to guy like you weren't worried about him he missing a kick like he solidified a position that was very very weak for the Bears for a good three four year stretch now I know that the the field this is the probably the cause of this but the field condition conditions were he missed you know two extra points that you know could have could have turned out to be crucial. They didn't in the mm-hmm. end. And then also the, whatever it was, the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for trying to dry off the field with a towel. Like, are you that kind of stuff moving forward with the special teams unit? I think I personally am because I've seen enough for, to have confidence. And I think yesterday was kind of an anomaly. I just wanted to get your main thoughts. Oh, Cairo I'm- Santos is somebody to worry, worried about moving forward. Absolutely not. Yeah, no, I, Cairo Santos, he's, he's money. And I think the last, like I said, yesterday was just him kicking in puddles. And uh, you can't really expect anyone to do anything about that. And right. I think the only kick he made, the only extra point he made, correct me if I'm wrong, was the one where they brought the towel out <laughs> to, <laughs> to soak up the field. So, like, the other two extra points they made, they didn't have that. So, I mean, it's I think it's just... Yeah, it's just a fluke. I'm not. I'm not too concerned about it. I, I think the only thing I'd be concerned about is if he did that in dry weather again on the new grass. Like I don't know yeah. if the new because I know he kind of expressed a little concern about the brand new grass before the game. Like I, I heard that comments from him, but I, and then he went out there and went one for three. But like I think that was mainly because of the puddle, a mixture of that and the new grass. Yeah, he'll get used to it. He'll be fine. Uh, Cairo Santos is money, and I'm I'm very confident uh, with him as the Bears kicker for the next however long you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah i uh i agree i mean it's kind of just like not even it's kind of a moot point like santos said his special teams you know we already went over coaching offense defense you know special teams you know didn't have the best day but you know that's that was a strength of the bears i would say if they oh, yeah. had one over the past couple seasons so i am just kind of you know we got week one under us we beat you know it was the first of the many second-year QB battles that we're having this year. And we'll mm-hmm. do a week two preview, I'm sure, later this week, Tyler. But I, it's hard to not get a little bit excited coming out of this game because, you know, we know that the 49ers are – or were predicted to be NFC contenders. And the Bears came out and beat them. Like you said, they kind of kicked the 49ers in the teeth, and the 49ers didn't really know how to respond. And yeah. now I'm looking ahead. We have a big matchup with, in my opinion, a – you know, a less, uh, I don't know what intimidating Packers team that we've seen the past couple of years. 
their week one performance against Absolutely. Minnesota. Let me let so, me just say, yeah, let me just say after the Bears, you know, won and the Packers Vikings were on, my eyes were glued to the TV the entire yeah. time the Bears or the Packers were getting blown up by the Vikings. I was loving every single second of that game. <laughs> I'll be on I'll be honest with you, I'm a, I'm a spiteful fan. I do not like the Packers. I cheer so hard against Aaron Rodgers and I my eyes were glued to the TV the entire time. Like Justin yep. Jefferson dropping 184 yards on whatever. Like I was I was going nuts. I was so happy. <laughs> I, I, it's it's only, I almost get more joy out of it. I don't know. Yeah, honestly, I mean, <laughs> exactly. That that's kind of how it is. And now, so I'm I'm just looking ahead to week two now, and I know we both predicted, and we'll get into our later. It's hard. I'll just say it's hard to not get excited going to Green Bay. Want to know to be zero one, and the Packers coming off a game where they're having to look internally with lots of questions about the you know, the personnel that they've surrounded Aaron Rodgers with. I am trying not to get sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> it's so <laughs> hard. So be like, oh, yeah, like, I just, I'm trying so hard. But, man, like, the Packers just did not look good. And no. it's, they just, their wideouts are not what they are. They're used to be. Obviously, they're gonna, they're really missing Devontae Adams. Oh, um, yeah. And, like, that first, their first shot of the game with their, Brand new rookie receiver Christian Watson, who I think is actually going to be a very good player. He's mm-hmm. he's a very good, he, he's a good wideout. But at first play of the game, broke out wide open, drop. I was like, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a perfectly thrown ball, I'll give it a kiss right that. there. Well, I was so happy. Like it was. But that being said, I I think they got a lot of learning, to, uh, growing pains, kind of like the Bears a little bit. But they have yeah some young wide receiver wideouts. That I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to be a big factor on uh, this next game. And you know what, the Bears' secondary looks a lot improved from last year, in my opinion. Jalen Johnson got better. Eddie Jackson's back. Um, Kyler Gordon's playing well. Like I think, right. I yeah, I think the Bears have what it takes to keep up with their receivers. Do they have what it takes to keep up with uh, whatever their quarterback's name is? So that's yeah. Oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <Back> so <laughs> <laughs> that's. But you know what, they can't. Like, like I've heard. The Packers can't keep expecting to keep taking talent away from Aaron Rodgers and, to, and just expecting him to carry the team. Eventually, something's got to give, and he just—I'm right. uh, hoping it gives on Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, honestly, well, I'm—I'm I'm just thinking through in in a theoretical scenario, right? Like, you know, the Packers—you know—I'm not going to say they're on the on a downward trajectory, and I'm not going to say yet that the Bears are on the upward. I like to think that those two things are the case, but there's still too much to be seen, but. It seems like this could be, finally, fingers crossed, like this could be a game where the tide starts to change just a little bit. I'm not saying the Bears even have to escape with a W. That'd be great if they did. But, you know, a a far less intimidating Packers team, like I already mentioned, a Bears team playing with confidence and a great work ethic. Like, it just seems like it could be one of those moments where it's like, okay, you have this young Bears team going against a, not an aging Packers team, but a, an Aaron Rodgers who's going to be 39 at the end of the season. Like, I don't know why it seems like it could be something different this time, but, you know, this isn't Matt Nagy anymore. This isn't the guy that said, you know, when somebody asked him, are you going to go up there and, tr- like, you know, try and compete with the Packers? He's, oh, yeah, we're going to try. Like, no, you're going up there to win a game. And like that just seems like the mentality that this Bears regime is taking up there to Green Bay. And I honestly, I'm not saying we'll pull this game out by any means, but I will not be surprised at all to see a competitive Bears Packers game, which would be great. Yep. I let's just say this. If you would have asked me before week one, which you did <laughs> when <laughs> we made our predictions, do the Bears have a shot? I would have said no shot. 
But yep. now, after after week one, seeing what the Packers are, seeing what the Bears what, Bears are, I'm not saying the Bears are favored. I'm not saying the Bears are going to win, but there's actually a shot, and there's and it'll be fun to watch on Sunday night for yep. sure. Prime exactly. time, prime time for Justin Fields to yes. take over and take the North and never give it back. <laughs> that would be, and I'm just looking ahead. I'm getting way too far ahead of myself, but it's week one. You, you, everyone always overreacts in week one. You look at the schedule, you see, you know, yeah, you have the Packers in there. But if the Bears can somehow manage to squeak out that game against the Packers, you look and you have the Texans right after that. Mm-hmm. Bad team. The Giants after that. Bad team. Like, I don't know. I'm just – it could – I think this season could actually be very interesting. And that's my hot take if you want. You know, take that as you will for my week one overreaction. But, yeah, know. that's <laughs> – we'll revisit next Monday. Let's just yes. say that. We'll see, yes. we'll see. We might be flying high or we might have a very different tone. But I'd yeah. say uh, – when we'll, we'll we'll do preview later in the week, and we'll uh, I can't I can't wait to look forward to that game because that's always a game like every single year. Those two Packers games, they're they're the Super Bowl. That's, yep. that's a more more important than the Super Bowl is beating the Packers twice during the year, and I had never seen it done as a or not never seen it done, but like in the last ten years as a Bears oh, fan. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, I don't know. Something just seems a little bit different about it, but I'm sure we'll be back to kind of recap that later in the week. But my last question to you, Tyler, is coming off this Week One win. Who would get your um, – if you were to give a, a Bears player the game ball after the week one victory over the 49ers, who would be your pick that you would give it to? This is just point blank. Yeah, I like that. That's a great uh, question. I'm going to give it – I'm, I'm going to give it to Justin Fields. I know that's the obvious pick, but, like, the way he turned it around, like I said, in first half, 16 yards passing, second second half, 102 yards passing, like on the same amount of pass attempts. Like, I think yeah. that's awesome. So – I think, uh, yeah, I think Justin turned around. He deserves a game ball for this one because he played his heart out. He made the plays. Um, there were great play calls for sure by Luke yep. Betsy and, and the system. But, yeah, Justin Fields, game ball. What about you, Jimmy? Yeah, I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball, the guy we already talked about. I'm going to give it to to Dominique Robinson. Um, hey, good for him. Solely for, yeah, solely just for <laughs> him, fifth-round pick, stepping in game one of the season and causing, you know, disruption like he was able to do, um, yeah. you know, it, you you will look back in a lot of plays over the course of a game, but you know those those lost you know those big chunks of yards that you can knock the other team back by. Those do come out and make a big difference. And I think that you know he deserves you know a lot of props for coming out as such a young guy and a new world basically is how you know he's he's still learning this position. So even his athleticism, I think he deserves a you know a lot of, a game ball for his performance. And I'm you know now is just. This is the thing that I think that the coaching staff needs to not only hammer to the younger players, but to all players, is that week one's over now. Like, you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. This guy that you're coming up against next week, you know what he said to you about you guys last year. That's not going to fly with us. Like, way too lenient with the old, with the old, uh, you know, naggy pace regime. Like, this is a new, this is a new era of Bears football, and that's just kind of the new mindset. Is just like, yep, enjoy it for a day. Week one's over. You have your arch rival coming up next week. Let's get back to business. Let's keep it rolling. Like, that's just. That's what I want to see out of this team. So, uh, Absolutely. yeah. So, I think that uh, just about wraps up the rest of this week. A victory week for the Bears. An unexpected victory week. We have not had many of those over the past couple seasons. So, you kind of got to soak it all in when you get that. I'm sure that uh, I'll be back here a little bit later this week for a week two Sunday Night Football preview. Bears versus Packers. Justin Fields versus Aaron Rodgers in primetime. But until then, we will sign off. We'll be back here to talk a little bit more Bears football soon, hopefully for a week two winner and a week two preview of a winner. So, Tyler, we'll sign off now. Uh, We'll catch everybody next time on Lakeshore Sports.